0: BLOB TALK RADIO
1: It is Friday at seven thirty, so that's, you know, it's time to go back into the breach once again. So, Adrian, how are we doing?
0: Hi. I'm doing great. We are. Um, been busy lately getting ready. For school starts this coming next week. College starts, and so I've been loading a lot of things into my electronic classes and getting ready for that and uh, I I always feel like I could use uh, a lot more time but I think everything is is well ready for next week.
1: Next week already huh?
0: Yeah you know I've always thought I wish the public schools and the colleges coordinated a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And I would love to start after Labor Day. It just gives you a little bit longer summer. Um, but, yeah, that's what uh, I've been doing. I,
1: I always thought that the high schools and colleges should switch. Mm-hmm. You know, high schools start early and the colleges, I mean, it's not like the college learning is less less important, but... You know, at that time when you're going into college, you're an adult, so.
0: Well, one thing, too, for my students with children um, is that the public schools, like their spring breaks, don't always align with ours either. And so when they plan family vacations, um, we're always, we're adjusting um, the time for their due dates. So that they could actually plan a, a family vacation when the
1: kids are out. So there's, I mean, to me, like there would be a lot more benefits to alignment. So right. So and I'm, uh, you know, I'm still I'm still busy at the Minnesota Transportation Museum. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't been there in a couple of weeks because I've had some back issues, uh, but I've got that under wraps right now and actually uh, going in tomorrow. I don't know what we're going to work on. Uh, Last time I was out there, our uh, SDP 40 um, 325 had just shown up from Iowa after a restoration. Um, So I actually got to – I didn't think I was going to get next to her that day because we were unveiling her to the public, and she was just going to sit on the round table. Well, advantage to mechanics because we can – be all over everything when we want it's our baby still so, um i got to actually
0: the standard uh color scheme
1: yeah so she has um it is like a orange and a dark green so she's got the dark green stripe down the middle with orange on either side uh, that's northern nice. northern pacific or great northern Railroad.
0: Yeah, great northern,
1: yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was fun being able to go up in her cab. And she's a she's a standard cab, so everything's a little bit smaller. The doors are half size of what doors are now. Um, all the cabs now since, like, late 70s, early 80s have been a what they call a safety cab, which it's a standard 10-foot cab. And standard doors, but if you if you were to look at her door, I mean, I had to go in sideways to get in. So and duck your <laughs> yeah, head.
0: Yeah, and now that we have the deck too. Huh? Yep. So. Um. So that kind of brings up the point that maybe we want to just pause and talk about just a little bit is that our show uh, here, our podcast, is a variety of topics. So mm-hmm. you love the paranormal. I'm I'm okay with it. Tonight so <laughs> we're talking paranormal, um, and then I I bring in some other topics as well, um, medical coding, and we um, we had we did not pick a theme to stick with. You know, we, there are a lot of great paranormal shows out there, right? Um, and uh, we just felt like. It would be fun to do different topics of different interests, and um, you know we we have a lot of exciting things coming up. Mm-hmm. We have a Doug, Doug Wagner is going to talk next week about how to protect your your private information, your financial information on your computer, and. Um, he's got some real topics of interest where he's gonna talk about um, the way back machine he's gonna talk about how to shut up how, what what email address you get you know whenever you sign up for anything or whenever mm-hmm. you go somewhere they want your email address email address and then you get flooded um and, and it also is um so he's gonna talk about how to protect yourself that way right and uh, Did I mention the Wayback Machine? Yep. Uh, You can find information from previous sites on this Wayback Machine, and he's going to talk about that, how something you put on media is, of course, we know, never private. Right. But you may think, well, this app has been taken down or this information isn't out there, but there is a lot of information that's still out there. Yes.
1: Yes. Yep.
0: Yeah. So we're excited
1: about that. Well, and that's you know, IT is kind of a passion of mine too. You know, I went to I went to school for it. Uh, didn't work out, uh, partially because of COVID. Um, but yeah, I mean, I learned enough to um, help myself out. Yeah, yeah. Like it's
0: an amazing. You know, <coughs> even like med- medical coding, I talk about that because. Everything we do in the hospitals and the clinics you know have an electronic medical record based with them, whether it's right. quality reporting on statistics, uh, whether it's you know how we uh, report um, things to the CDC. Uh, it, it all comes from a, a system where we have to have IT programmers in there with us mm-hmm. and helping helping us to get that information. We want we want it accessible, but at the same time we want it protected for patients. Right. So, you know, it's it's uh it's, it's the modern world we live well, in. Well,
1: and you know we're still human into is human, and there's there's been instances of like the one biggest thing I can think of is um, doctors pulling the wrong information for the wrong patient. With the patients in the room.
0: Yeah, and we, we have a lot of standards around that now. With um, and that's why um, I tell people don't don't get too frustrated when they ask you to repeat your name and date of birth twelve times during your visit yep. if you're going down the X-rays or going down the lab. Uh, be glad because what they're really doing is confirming they have the right record before they document one of the things and yep. the right medical history. Of course, is another. And so there's a lot of safeguards that have been put up
1: and around that. Oh, well. it, it's just like the surgical room rundown. Um, you know, right right before the patient comes in, they all take a huddle and they all confirm yeah. on okay. This patient is coming in. We're doing this. This is their name. This is what we're doing. Yeah, it,
0: exactly. So everybody in the room understands, and they. Um, a lot of times you know on minor procedures they involve the, involve the patient in that as well mm-hmm. and it's really a, it's a safety check but it, it was a point in our country where we said, okay um, even surgeons, even doctors need checklists right because right. um, we're, we're all we're all human and I mean, those things make a difference in life or death. Yeah, so we have a lot of exciting topics coming up. Uh, we're going to, this fall, we'll talk to medical coding. So be looking, you know, make yep. sure that you here, um, what do they need to do on your website, uh, our website. Can you talk about that a little bit so, be, so, so that people get notified of our shows and dates and time?
1: Okay, so um, actually, we're only up on. We're only broadcasting to uh, YouTube tonight. Uh, there was a problem on uh, Facebook, but all you have to do is go to um, Shortwave Media Presents On My Mind Podcast with Adrian CR, and uh, I know that's a long one, but
0: on Facebook,
1: uh, on Facebook, and um, like the page. Yeah. And then I think there's notifications somewhere that you can check. Um, okay. I know for YouTube, uh, go to On My Mind Podcast with CR on YouTube. You can subscribe us. Um, and once you subscribe to us, click that little bell icon and um, drop down. I think it's uh, check all. And then once you do that, you'll get notifications every time we're on. Um, I know that's a, that's what all the other YouTubes are saying is to like and subscribe and click that bell icon and uh, change your settings to all time. And then every time you'll get a notification when we come on. Great. Well, let's talk
0: about the Philadelphia experiment. Uh. Um, sure. You want to give us a little rundown on
1: uh, what the scoop is with that? It's yeah. something that occurred in '43, and it has not completely gone away. No, away. and it, it hasn't, and it's got um, it's got a whole bunch of things going for it. It's got um, you know wartime, uh, so we're talking like October '43. Um, she was just a brand new ship at that time she had just come out of the shipyard um had her commissions commissioning ceremony brand new crew um but they didn't go out to sea trials right away um or they did but um the conspiracy is that there was an experiment done on her with uh teleportation and time travel um but a lot of people uh, have been able to shoot holes in that theory. Um, And basically, uh, from what I've heard and what I've talked to other – to what I've talked to Navy veterans about is um, they were working on the degaussing system uh, and getting that up and running and doing experiments on that. Uh, And what degaussing is, is it's – they string a series of electrical cables over the side of the vessel, um, and basically, when they pass electricity through that, it's supposed to uh, lessen their chance of attracting a magnetic mine, and it's also supposed to cut down their uh, radar cross section. So, you know, you're 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 an enemy. And you're looking for a destroyer um, destroyer escort and you're seeing something the size of – or you're seeing something the size of a house compared to something the size of the Eldritch. Um, go ahead. Well,
0: this, would be, this would have been huge at the time. I mean, in itself, it's amazing technology at that time because yes. – when we think about like the German subs, and it, this was two years into the war, and Germany ruled the ocean with uh, the amount of uh, ships that they, you know, the ships and everything else that um, we were trying to even help Great Britain with, and um, this this would be huge in itself if you could get away for a ship to avoid a radar detection. Mm-hmm. I I think that was the technology, and that's what they. I mean, they were truly working on this. Right. On that. Um, um not necessarily like no, uh, not invisible to the naked eye. Right. But invisible, you said, to mines, electromagnetic mines.
1: Yes. Yep.
0: And radar.
1: Yep. Because those were those were of. Besides the Wolf pack, the magnetic mines and the radar were two of the biggest um, two of the biggest problems for crossing the Atlantic at the time um, and a lot of people don't understand, but radar was in its infancy uh in World war two mm-hmm. um, that's why there was that radar was at pearl harbor um they mistook the first wave of japanese bombers and planes coming in for a flight of b-17s coming in from the mainland um and i i do believe that that was user error they weren't trained in enough to know the difference between you know a couple hundred ship uh flight and, like, three or four B-17s. Uh-huh. Um, but what you see here is the USS Eldridge. Um, USS Eldridge was a destroyer escort. Um, she was laid down 22nd February of 1943 by Federal Shipbuilding and Dry Dock Company in Newark, New Jersey. Eldridge was launched on 25 July 43. 1943, uh, sponsored by Lieutenant Commander Eldridge's widow, Mrs. John Eldridge, Jr., and commissioned on 27 August of 43. Um, now, goes into a little bit of war history, but we're not going to get that far. Um And basically what I'm using here is I'm using uh, Wikipedia. So, I mean, some of the stuff we looked up, it's just a lot of information to to keep in hand.
0: Well, we did cross-check it with some um, sites like uh, Historic History Mysteries and um, uh, other sites as well.
1: Right. So the Philadelphia Experiment was a purported naval military experiment at the Philadelphia Naval Shipyard in Pennsylvania, sometime around 28 October of 43, in which Eldridge was to be rendered invisible, i.e. cloaking device, to human uh, observers for a brief period. The story is considered a hoax and complete hearsay. There's a general lack of evidence for the alleged experiment the person who started the myth, a merchant demon named Carl Melod- Meredith Allen, admitted that he made up the story and relayed it to author and UFO- ufologist um, Morris K. Jessup. Uh, and this story made it into the Eldridge's deck Log and War diary um and that's actually preserved in a museum
0: so a couple of interesting things you mentioned that as you're talking about this i'm kind of unpacking it that you told me was that first of all the um, u.s staff philadelphia was not home i mean this was not one of its ports right it was stationed out of was it new york or
1: yeah, so she left she for the war she left out of uh New York Navy Yard. And
0: then you were saying that this supposedly happened like this Carl Allen and he goes by pseudonym when he wrote in to uh, Carlos Carlos Alindi. Mm-hmm. But this um, person said that He was in Norfolk when the ship uh, teletransported and he saw it. Yeah. You were mentioning the problem with that is that it was out to sea in October when supposedly this had happened. Right. Well, she was
1: doing – she was a brand-new ship. And and for people who don't uh, understand the way that the Navy works is – Um, so probably, well, when a new ship is, is going to be, um, built and it's in the stages of outfitting. So the ship has been built and the outfitting is going on, meaning they're putting everything into the ship that they need. Um, the crew has already been formed and the crew actually does a lot of that work. Um, hmm. so there's, uh, camaraderie that, that starts from the crew and the crew gets to know their ship, um, while they are sitting out. Um, what was I saying? <laughs> well, was the question?
0: were talking, we were talking about Carl, um, when he was saying it materialized in Norfolk and we were saying that. But oh, he he yeah. About- so she was,
1: at that time she was ported in the naval shipyard um, and she was uh, brand new. And when the ships new, they don't just all pile in and take off uh, with systems untested. Uh, there's years and years and years of, of system testing and, um, you know, going through the motions on, on how to do things Um, not necessarily going out and doing them right away, but but getting the procedure down and teaching their crew that muscle memory. So then when they have to do it for real, um, there's no thinking, you just do. Um, So part of that is what I was saying is when the vessel is laid down and they're they're fitting out, um, the crew, they won't necessarily live on board during the fitting out, but they'll they'll live in the navy yard and they'll report to the ship every day and and help fitting out and then after the uh commissioning ceremony
0: uh-huh.
1: they're going to keep fitting out doing whatever they do and then um you know they don't they don't just they don't just get on the ship and take off uh they do something called a sea trial where they will have a certain amount of tasks for a time frame
0: uh-huh. and
1: they're, they they want to practice undocking and docking and they want to practice travel and they want to practice certain things underway so they will um, a, a two to three hundred mile radius um, offshore uh-huh. uh, to go out and, and again um, practice the mundane things that they'll have to do in a day-to-day business.
0: Uh, Sierra, was there any evidence that Philadelphia was in the shipyard in Pennsylvania?
1: I don't know. I don't think so. I, I, I've. They say she was never there. Um, and what I've read tonight, uh, kind of no she wasn't uh they they say indeed that when she left out in 44 um to go i i think she was uh used in the island hopping campaigns like, uh, guadalcanal and um Kenyan and all that but when she left she left out of new york harbor
0: okay um, so the- so the place and time doesn't really fit. No. The other thing is I interrupted your story, so you haven't even got to, like, the most horrid part of this.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, right. So, so. <clears throat> Mr. Allen was saying that, so he was a merchant marine, and uh, merchant marines are very pivotal to our World War II victory um, because they kept the supplies going from the eastern seaboard um, out to the UK. Um, and the reason that we had these destroyer escorts is the um, the protection convoys that would go with these merchant uh. And I think I, I'm kind of building on a on a theory here, where why I think Alan did what he did, and I I think it was PTSD. I, I think at that time they didn't call it PTSD, but you're you're getting on a boat and you're sailing for maybe a month month and a half, and you don't know what's under the water you don't know what's coming um and when the german u-boats do attack it's quick um and there's a lot of panic and so you're on this this merchant marine freighter you're on the you're unprotected i mean at in the, the later time, the later dates in the war, they did put Orlikans and they did put deck guns on merchant marine ships, but that was far and few between. So they they were solely relying on the navy to protect them. And what I'm thinking is happening is Alan was so stressed and so rot full of anxiety that he just made it up. Um, now, you know, someone could probably shoot holes in my theory, but um, that's that's kind of what I'm thinking, because he said, um, his account is that he was on his ship in the uh, Philadelphia Harbor. In
0: the, Norfolk.
1: Oh, Norfolk, yeah. Yeah, when? And yeah. Um, the ship... Um, materialized out of the ether um there was like a green mist and it appeared um and then some he some accounts that he saw it appear disappear and then reappear uh and on that reappearance um there was a lot of screaming going on on the vessel um you could see guys running uh on the four peak, you could guys you could see guys out on the bridge wing. Um and and the really scary part was that he said that there were uh sailors that were missing altogether and there were also sailors that were part of the ship. And when I mean part of the ship, um like there was a rip in time and you know, half of their body is sticking out of the bulkhead one way, and half of their body sticking out of the bulkhead oh, wow. the other way, um, or
0: being... are, they, are they like dying at that? Dead or dying? I would imagine.